Get ready for Dungeons, Dragons, and Democracy. Welcome to the Campaign Trail. Welcome to the Campaign Trail, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about politics. I'm Joel Corner, and I will be your dungeon master, and I guess the head of the Fantasy Electoral Commission. Uh, with me are three players who will be delving into this fantastical game in the hopes of swinging the vote. We have, first of all, Aim Phoenix. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Aim. I use they/them pronouns, and I'm going to be playing Darith Moonbeam, a half-elf bard. Uh, we also have Stephen Poor. Hello, my name's Steve. I uh, play Pelicos Bavarius, and I use he/him pronouns. And we have Joanne Hall. Hi, I'm Joe. I am she/her, and I will be playing Tilda Northwanderer, um, a halfling ranger with a grudge. <laughs> uh, you've all played Dungeons and Dragons before, haven't you? Yeah. Oh yes. Not yeah. for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> Not since last Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, well, for any listeners unfamiliar with it, I'll give a brief breakdown of uh, how the game works, because I'm assuming there will be some people who have never heard of Dun- well, well, who have heard of Dungeons & Dragons, but perhaps aren't familiar with how it works. Uh, so you each have a character that you are playing, and your character has a character sheet with a variety of skills, items, boosts, whatnot. In simple terms, I'll be dumping your characters in various situations through which you will uh, roleplay your way towards a goal. Uh, Often this may involve doing a skill check of some kind. Uh, These skills can be broad, like strength, wisdom, intelligence, charisma, etc, etc. But sometimes the skills can be a bit more specific, like acrobatics, deception, history, persuasion, and so on and so forth. Uh, Every character has their own unique strengths and weaknesses that are represented by bonuses for each skill. Uh, They can be positive or negative. And to do a particular skill check, you roll a 20-sided dice, which is the classic Dungeons and Dragons dice, uh, and then you add a modifier, which comes with each of the specific skills that each character has, which may be, let's say, for example, plus three to medicine, or minus one to animal handling, or something like that. Uh, So don't handle animals if you have a minus one to animal handling, it might not go well. Uh, For example, if I tell you there's something blocking your road, you might say, I get out and investigate, at which point I would make you do an investigation check. You would roll your 20-sided dice and add your investigation modifier. And if your total beats a difficulty level that I have sometimes arbitrarily decided upon, uh, the DC, as it's called, then you succeed. If you fall short, then you don't, and there are sometimes consequences for that. Other rules will come up as we play. But to focus in on the campaign trail specifically, this is a political campaign story. Uh, There will be a general election that will be worked out at the end of the quest. So you three are members of a campaign team for the Fable Party, and you'll be sent to a variety of marginal constituencies there to solve puzzles, investigate mysteries, fight monsters, and come up with policies to help the area. If you succeed, uh, you will help your party win the constituency when election day comes. Uh, A more detailed explanation of how the election works will be coming up in a bonus episode shortly. Uh, For now, all you need to know is that 
the vote for each uh, party is decided on the roll of some dice, plus uh, certain levels of support are represented, again, by plus or minuses to each party. Some are national, some are local, and it's up to you to try and boost your local support. And occasionally, there'll be chances to boost your national support. So let's quickly have a look at our players. Uh, Aim, can you tell me a little bit more about Dereth Moonbeam? So Dereth Moonbeam is a half-elf bard. Um, they also use they-them pronouns. They worked at the BBC, the best bard company, until very recently where they were laid off due to cuts. Um, and now they're no longer at this organisation. They're quite happily saying what they think about everything um, which has led them to join the Fable Party to try and campaign for a better world. They're quite idealistic, and they're mainly very excited that no one's going to tell them off for speaking their mind. <laughs> Steve, tell us about Pelicost the Various. Okay, Pelicost the Various is a young human male who's uh, basically come up from the gutters, from the ghettos, the dockside. He's a bit of a flamboyant chap, I think, if uh, Errol Flynn had been in this world might be suing. <laughs> he's essentially what you might call a spin cleric, except he's a rogue. <laughs> so a, a sort of a swashbuckler um, who believes believes deeply in himself. <laughs> hence the name <laughs> Pelicos Bavarius. Um, at points he will be Pelicos the politic, Pelicos the diplomatic, and Pelicos the modest. Joe tells about Tilda. Yes, Tilda is an exiled halfling female with a grudge against clerics. Um, <laughs> prefers to be by herself, but has joined the Fable Party because she wants to make sure that everybody gets a fair shot, whether they want a fair shot or not. <laughs> She's not diplomatic. Well, this will uh, create some interesting uh, character interactions, I hope. Um, <laughs> so, uh, those are our players. And uh, now you know a little bit about the... Uh, the game itself. So, without further ado, let us delve into the realm of Darnold. Imagine, if you will, the magical kingdom of Darnorth. Settled in the shimmering sea some miles off the coast of the Great Alliance. See its deeping valleys, its vast forests, the beach shorelines, the mountains, the cities, and the mines. It is filled with humans, elves, dwarves, gnomes, halflings, tieflings, dragonborn, all manner of fantastical beings. But what holds them together in this society? Well, there are some who say it was an ancient spell weaved by a powerful sorcerer, others that it was the parliamentary democracy upon which its government is based. We look now upon the city of Barrow of Furness, located in the northern mountains and we look more closely upon the woods that line the roads leading towards it. Here we see a team of adventurers making their way through the wooded paths in the foothills below the city. It has been a long trip, and the team has managed to hitch a ride for the most of it. You are members of the campaign team for the fabled Cooperative Party, and you have been sent to help with a by-election that is going to be taking place here in the next day or so. It's been something of a rushed job. The previous MP here was taken ill and had to step down, triggering a by-election. When you left the capital, you hadn't heard the name of your candidate, but all that ought to be sorted out by the time you get there. You are riding in a small horse-drawn wagon. Driving the wagon is a witch, and you know she's a witch because she keeps telling you she is, uh, pointing out her green hat, her, her green complexion, her pointy hat, 
and uh, leaflets for 50% off cauldrons that are littering the floor. Her name is Gretchen, and she's been driving you to your destination. Right now, she is showing off her biceps to you. Eee, this is what most folk don't realise. Stirring a cauldron makes you bloody strong. Get a load of that upper arm strength. I'm a witch. It's what I do. Uh, my sister says I'm a perpetuating a negative stereotype, but to, to that I say, I'll boil you in my cauldron. <laughs> anyway, uh, enough about me, loves. Uh, what about you? Uh, you with the loot. Uh, what's your story? I'm, I'm amazed that you're actually letting us get an edge in. It's been, it's been hours and you've just talked about being a witch, so thank you. There's a lot to your, talk about, love. The generosity of time here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Dereth. Thanks for asking my name earlier. I noted it. And I'm just quite tired. Is it, is, is there any route we could take that has less potholes? No, love. It's all potholes all the way. Uh, you, you lad with the, with sword, uh, what's your story? Which one would you like to hear? Uh, the best one. Oh, right. How long have we got? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'll keep it short. Um, I am Cos Rave. I am. I'm here to save the constituency. Aye, well, uh, good luck to you, lads. Uh, you little lass. Uh, what's, what's up with you then? Uh, what's up with me is that I'm sitting on the floor and cauldrons keep banging into me, and most of them are bigger than me, and, and nobody's cooking anything in them, which I think is is terrible. But but you know, I'm here to fight for a fair chance for the people of Barrow and Furness and to make sure that they're represented properly in the forthcoming election. Yeah, well. Uh... Best of luck to you all. Uh, I know it's a it's a bit of a bit of a rush job this, but uh, I'm I'm sure you'll you'll see it through. As you are uh, passing along the road, can you all make your first roll of the dice? Can you make a perception check for me? Ooh, my buggering dice pot is downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to use an Shall online? Shall I go and get it, or can you roll for me? <laughs> I can roll for you. Thank you. Um, what's that a perception? Uh, it's 50, 15 plus whatever your perception modifier is. There's a passive check oh, on yes. the bottom uh, somewhere. So. so 17. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, what did you get, uh, Dareth? I've got 14. And Pelicost? I got 17. Okay. Uh, really I think you, you, all, you all see this. Uh, you're all very perspective. Uh, you see ahead of you is an overturned cart. Its contents have spilled out into a ditch at the side of the road, and you can see the signs of a struggle and a trail leading into the underbrush. What do you do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to tap Gretchen on the shoulder if I can get past the bicep that is, and point to like, <laughs> yeah, bloody Nora. Touch the flexing. Um, should we stop? Yeah, Gretchen uh, pulls the, um, uh, the the wagon to a stop, and she says, "Bloody Nora, would you look at this? Uh, I'll watch the like, wagon if you lot want to have a look around." Yeah, I scramble with some difficulty down off the back of the wagon. <laughs> have like a hand. Um, I, I I join you getting out of the wagon, and I go and have a look at what's going on. Can you make an investigation check? I'll roll for you, Joe. Investigation. Uh, you got 19 plus whatever your investigation is. <laughs> My investigation is zero, but uh, 19, is, 19 is very good. Um, how, how, how do we feel about... I, I've got the first critical fail of the show. Oh, no! Yay! Uh, Dareth, uh, <laughs> as you step down from the uh, wagon, I think mm-hmm. you uh, trip and fall into the mud. Uh, Sounds like me. Uh, have you got a lute? Have we established what in- instrument you've got? Yeah, I've gone for the lute, I believe. I think one of the strings is broken. 
no! Um, a single tear falls from my eye. Aww. And rests on my cheek as I stare, cradling my instrument. Uh, Tilda, uh, you spot something almost immediately uh, as you investigate the cart. You see it has a red symbol emblazoned on the side. It's two hands shaking in agreement, one large, one small. It is the symbol of the Fable Party. Oh, this is one of ours. Is it? Yeah, with a 19, actually. You also spot uh, there is a kind of little trail uh, of um, crushed foliage uh, running through the ditch and into the deeper into the woods. Well, I think I should follow that because, you know, I'm a ranger and a hermit type and, and this this sounds like it should be something I should be looking at. So I draw whatever weapon I've got. Short sword? Uh, short short bow. sword, yeah. It short, be a short sword, wouldn't it? I'm only short. Uh, <laughs> I draw my short sword and advance with caution. Uh, we'll make a stealth check. Uh, 13 plus whatever your stealth is. Plus three. So 16, yeah, you do good. Uh, do you signal to the others to follow you, incidentally? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Uh, and do you follow? Oh, I'm just going to pause quickly, stick my head under the wagon, see if anyone's stuck under there. Make a perception check. Oh, that didn't work. Five. Uh, well, as far as you can see, there's mm. nobody there. <laughs> And I will say, okay. there's nobody there. I'll stop hitting my head <laughs> I, on. I don't think... Uh, Dareth, are you following um, um, Tilda? I'm still mourning my G-string. Um, um. <laughs> so I, I sort of slowly... I, I follow over, but I'm not paying attention. Okay. Um, I don't know when the next place I'm going to be able to get strings is. Tilda, you, you follow the trail. You hear something before you see anything. You hear a voice that is shouting... Have at thee, villain! Aha! And another! Yes! You didn't like that, did you, scoundrel? And uh, as you get closer, uh, you see a small clearing, and there is a tall man in shining plate armour, sword drawn, and a flowing blue cape. Uh, Under his cape, you see, he has another sword on his back. Uh, The man draws it and whirls his mullet of white hair around as he turns on his quarry. You see three small people... They have green skin, tufts of hair, and are dressed in incredibly muddy clothes. Uh, one of them sees you and freezes. Uh, the man sees this and turns around in your direction, and he says, Ahoy, fair travellers! Come to aid me in my time of strife, no doubt. Now, you bounder, let's see how you fare against the- when the odds are on my side. And he points his sword at the three goblins as he rushes towards them, swinging wildly. What do you do? Whoa, I'm getting in the way. Whoa, 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 no fighting. Hmm, what will this be? Uh, Persuasion? Can you make a dex check to see if you can get in the way? Yes. And I critically failed. Uh, You rush over to try and get in between. And I think, actually, the man uh, hits you with his sword, I think. Uh, That's 17 versus AC. I think your armour class is 14. 14. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you're going to take a bit of damage. This is going to be, let me find it. Painful? Yeah, <laughs> I, I fear so. Oh, no, you're good. One point of slashing damage you take. Uh, Ow! Sla- My shirt! His, sword comes sla- his, shirt, his uh, sword comes slashing against your shirt. I think, but you, you've done enough to make him kind of uh, stumble backwards. Uh, and he looks at you again and goes, What, what, what is this, my good sir? Can't you see I am taming these villains? Can't you see you damaged my shirt? Ah, my many apologies, fair sir. I see that you also are a, a gentleman of fair repute. Ah, will you not join me in my 
my tremendous battle against the forces of darkness here. Well, they do call me Pelicosper Brave, but who are they? These are foul creatures of the dark. Goblins. They must be vanquished. I think you will agree. Um, I don't know. I, I, I dated a goblin once and... Well, it didn't end well. It was all right. <laughs> they are, sir. They are but small and oppressed, and, and three of them together would not make one of you. Will you, you know, now you have wounded my friend Pelicost, the fashion victim. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, and and I, I believe, sir, that you should be on your way and leave these poor, stinking, obnoxious creatures <laughs> to go about their business. Uh, can you make a persuasion roll for me? Persuasion is, uh... Well, that is 17, plus whatever your persuasion plus is. One. Plus one. Plus 18. One. Yeah, okay. So he, um, he like, puts his sword back, uh, but he looks kind of miffed uh, at this. And uh, he says, well, let me tell you, you'll be hearing from my solicitors about this. Nobody challenges Bashcroft the Brave. And uh, he uh, rushes his way back through the foliage, and uh, a few moments we'll later... We'll send you a bell for the shirt! <laughs> Does anybody else later... notice the mullet? A white uh, yeah, mullet. And they call me the fashion victim. I mean... Uh, you see him uh, rushing uh, on a, a tall white stallion as he gallops away, sort of shaking his fist at you. And uh, the little goblins all look up at you, and they, they look a little beaten up for the most part, most of them. And you see one of them is like lying on the ground, unconscious. Oh no! No, we should we should help him. All right. What do you do to help? I've got medicine. Okay. I, I cool. can do healing herbs and and fry ups. Okay. Uh, one of the um, goblins comes up to you. Ah, uh, it, thank you. Uh, I thought we would have diplomatic immunity, but. Uh, don't suppose it uh, counts for much these days. Uh, I'm Croc, by the way, and he offers a hand to shake. I shake his hand. Uh, it's a little slimy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not wipe it discreetly down my house. <laughs> uh, as you are, uh, make a medicine check uh, if you're um, using. Uh, that, oh, another 19 ooh. plus whatever yeah, your medicine. Ooh, yeah, okay. He jerks right up uh, as you uh, apply your various medicines to him. And uh, he says, thank you. I, I cannot stress how awful that was, honestly. Knocking a fellow out from behind. And uh, Croc says, I told you it was a bad idea. I told you people would come after us. I told you that's precisely why we must do this. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, who are you people? And he's asking this of you three. Um, we are representatives of the Fable Party. Terrence, you've, you've, you've got the leaflets. <laughs> oh, the leaflets. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. While you're doing med, have you got a needle and thread? <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's a bit goblin bloody. <laughs> I mean, you, you could sew your shirt up with, with it, but it would be a bit green and oozy. Um, I don't know, Pelicost, it could be a new style. It could. Transessor. <laughs> it could. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> as you say that you are representatives of the Faithful Party, uh, his eyes light up and uh, he uh, jumps and claps and says, Ah, the campaign team, excellent! Uh, and he strides over and holds out a little green hand to shake. I'm your local favour party candidate for this by-election. Gorlak. Gorlak the Betrayer. That's a very reassuring name. <laughs> it, it's a family name. Uh, my my mother was Bogroll the Betrayer. Uh, my grandparents were Oscar, Mildred and Frank the Betrayers. Uh, it all goes back several generations. Is, is there any reason why you acquired this, this charming family name? 
Uh, well, it's a very long and complicated story. I think it was something about tax evasion. Um, <laughs> that bodes well. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's many years in the past and it's all been sorted out. But, you know, uh, once it's on the birth certificate and uh, once it's, you know, carved into the great stone of naming, uh, not much we can do about it. But, uh, yes, uh, I believe you're here to help me uh, win this election. That's right. That would seem to be what's happening. Who <laughs> would have thought they would have briefed us if we'd have to deal with someone called the Betrayer? I think from a marketing point of view, you should maybe tone down the references to your surname. Well, yeah, I'm not going to turn my back on my heritage. I'm a proud no, goblin. Maybe, maybe, maybe hyphenate it. The maybe dash Betrayer. Like, bet, betrayer. <laughs> That sounds. That's like you are a bet, bet rare. Bet rare. <laughs> I put an apostrophe in there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't trust somebody with with the surname. I'm many apologies. So I wouldn't trust somebody with a surname betrayer any more than I would trust somebody with a surname that's a slang term for penis. Well, <laughs> I know several people who. <laughs> Let's not talk about what moonbeam means in other parts of the world. <laughs> well, speaking as. Pelicoffs were bold. Um, I know a name is only for surface. Yes, well, thank you. I like this chap. Yeah, that's true. Pelicoffs changes his name as often as he changes his trousers, which is twenty times a day. <laughs> wow, he must have a lot of trousers. It takes a <laughs> Two pairs. I just cycle Ah, that's, that's very that's very uh, eco friendly of you. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the one called Croc says, "Come on, we better get back to the city. There's a debate tonight." And so you all uh, head back to the wagon and you found Gretchen has kind of single-handedly picked it up, uh, probably with one arm, one of her mighty <laughs> biceps. Literally uh, single-handedly. Yeah. And uh, uh, she sees you and the and the goblins coming in and says, Hey, what's going on here? Gretchen, I think you could say we've made some friends. Oh, that's lovely to hear, love. Uh, th- who are these goblins then? And uh, Gorlak goes up to her and goes, Ah, yes, uh, I'm uh, Gorlak the Betrayer. I'm the uh, candidate for this by-election. And she goes, Oh, right. Bugger. Well, we best make the best of it, I suppose. Uh, Come on, uh, you can all ride in my cart. Uh, Mind the cauldrons. Could Uh, somebody possibly give me a hand climbing back into the cart, please? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Hashtag short people problems. You set off again, uh, and uh, the woods thin out, and you start to see small uh, huts built into the foothills and of the mountains. Uh, Most of the buildings are made of wood and stone. Uh, There are somewhat poorly maintained paths uh, made of wooden boards here and there. There's a lot of small goblin children wandering around, uh, and you start to notice that most of the buildings are kind of tightly packed with people. It's very densely populated with people, and they are mostly goblins. Gorlak pokes his head out of the wagon, and uh, people start kind of noticing him. And uh, it's not long before you've got a bit of a crowd following you. And uh, before long, some of the little uh, little ones are kind of uh, going along and applauding, saying, Gorlak, 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 Gorlak. Maybe it won't be as bad as we thought. Have we got any of them leaflets? <laughs> ooh, 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 I think I put them in that cauldron. <laughs> Right. Oh, not my blue cauldron. Uh, handing them out. Uh, yeah, I'm you start. I think they can read. <laughs> you racist. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, Gorlak, if, if they can't read, then you should perhaps 
make some election promises regarding education for Goblin children. Well, it, well, that's precisely the thing. I I was the one who built the Goblin School in this in this uh, when I was a member of the uh, the, the town council. Uh, I spent years hoping uh, to get the school built, and uh, one of my greatest achievements uh, on the on the on the local council. Oh, that's wonderful! Oh, you, you are a good man. Let me shake your hand again. Hang on, let me just. <laughs> so was there really not a school for goblins? Oh yes, for a long time it, uh, goblins weren't allowed to to, to attend schools. Uh, but uh, we we sort of that, you know. Once goblins got the vote uh, a few years ago, we decided it was time to really start to uh, say, you know, assert our, our our place in the world and say, no, no we're not just uh, bands of bandits going around uh, ambushing people on the road. You know, we're. We're, we're proud people and we should uh, ha- have an education and we should be in politics and uh, I, I, this is why I'm hoping to become the first goblin elected to parliament. Uh, I, I'm sure it's uh, entirely possible and uh, you see some of the other goblins looking a little bit sceptical. Uh, see, I, I'm just curious because a, a goblin school sounds like the sort of thing we would have covered on Fantasy Panorama yet this is the first time <laughs> of it. I don't think goblin schools get the attention that they deserve. Oh, it's obviously all children should be in mixed education, but but you know, goblin schools should should there aren't enough of them. Well look, look, we allow goblins, uh, we allow hobgoblins and orcs and half orcs, you know. We're we're very diverse school. Yeah. Uh as you uh, sort of reach a kind of little bit of a, a town square, uh Gorlak and the other goblins get out and uh Gorlak goes around sort of shaking hands with people and uh Generally, kissing babies, all that kind of politician yeah. stuff, uh, and Croc uh, comes up to you and says, "Well, uh, Gorlak will probably be at this for a while. Uh, maybe you should look around the town. This is only the lower half of town. Uh, the, the upper half of town is up across the bridge up there. Uh, but uh, be careful of the bridge. Um, oh, and watch out for the old crone zone too. What's the old crone zone? It's a zone where there's hmm. an old crone." Oh, I think of another rhyme, but I can't. <laughs> uh, you know, we are, it's the kind of person I imagine predicts the future, that sort of thing. Um, uh, now, excuse me, I need to help Gorlak before he gets invited to 15 lunch dates. And uh, he trots off and grabs Gorlak by the hand and sort of walks alongside him as they travel through the crowd. Uh, so the three of you are less standing in this little square while Gretchen ties up her horses and she gives you a thumbs up uh, and then trots into a nearby inn and vanishes from sight. Uh, what would you like to do? There's a couple of places you can visit. Uh, you can uh, go and see the inn that Gretchen has just gone into. There's the school, there's the old crone zone uh, and there's the bridge. Uh, where would you like to go? Does the inn do food? Uh, probably. We should get food. Yeah, I mean, just hearing about Gorlak's 15 lunch date invitations has made me want 15 lunches, <laughs> so... Uh, okay, you head in... Is there a no-clothing merchants? Probably somewhere in, in the uh, in the upper town, I imagine. Yeah, the, the, You get the impression this isn't the, ca- the, the end of town that will have uh, the high-end uh, <laughs> kind of uh, fashion retailers that you require. Uh, this is very much the poor end of town. Uh, you head into the uh, little inn. Uh, it's surprisingly clean compared to everything outside. Uh, and there are only three pe- tables. Uh, the ceiling is quite low. Uh, the bar has a few patrons in it and they're all goblins. Uh, there's a landlord behind the bar. She is also a goblin. And uh, she looks up at you as you enter. She gives you a glance. She gives a glance over at Gretchen, who is sitting at the end of the bar talking to a young goblin woman and showing off her biceps again. Uh, and uh, the landlady says, Oh, are you with uh, Gretchen, eh? Here for the election? Yes. 
Yep. Um, yep. You know Gretchen? Oh, she's been around here a number of times. Many of my girls have uh, vanished with her a couple of nights in a row. Uh, but yes, she's always welcome. She always tips well. Uh, so uh, you're helping old uh, Gorlack. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of him? He seems a very charming fella. I don't know what we can do with the name. Um, how's that taken around here? Well, you know, uh, we have uh, several uh, patrons here. We have... Uh, one of the nicest people I know is a goblin named uh, Bloodtooth the Headripper, and uh, mm. so uh, in comparison, the betrayer is quite uh, is quite mild. Uh, you know, Gorlack helped my wife get into the school. Uh, she's on her way to being professor now, but uh, I fear old Gorlack will never get in. I don't reckon. Um, was, who, uh, why who not? Is his competition? Who are his competition? Uh, one who, of, with whom is he competing? Uh, one of the uh, <laughs> patrons, one of the other goblins who's kind of in there, looks up at you and goes. Yeah, that that Gorlack's a loser, that's why. The Unicorn Party's got this place locked down. Law and order, isn't it? Tough but fair. Keep the riffraff out. Excuse me, sir. What do you I, mean by riffraff? Oh, you know, people who don't know what they're talking about, you know, can't let... I mean, I might be a goblin myself, but I know my place. Well, you shouldn't be restricted to your place. You should be permitted to rise in society to as far as you want to go. Uh, I mean, this, this lady's wife is becoming a professor. You could give them the same opportunities as people who customarily vote for the Unicorn Party. You should be able to rise in society as far as you like. Uh, he's puffing on a pipe and just blows smoke into your face. <laughs> and he says, Listen... Unicorn candidate, Sir Dom Rob, nicknamed Dom Rob the Cruel, due to his tough stance on immigration and cutting taxes. Pioneered privatising public services here in Barrow of Furnace. Just look at the bridge. We didn't we didn't have that bridge before he came along. Is it is it a nice looking bridge? Oh lovely. You should see it. Lovely stone work on it. And how can a bridge be private? Oh, you'll see. And the landlady says, uh, Yes, the nearest polling station is on the other side of the bridge, so most of the goblins around here are unable to get there because of the toll. Yeah, the other option oh. is... Oh. Yeah, there's a toll, it's a toll bridge, you see. How much is a toll? It changes all the time. Last last I heard, it was a, it was about a hundred gold pieces. I could buy a good shirt. That's, that's <laughs> a lot. very good shirt. I can yes. maybe... I can, oh. The other option is the incredibly dangerous. The other option is to go through the incredibly dangerous dungeon that uh, cuts through the mountain at the other side. But uh, you know, most people with families won't risk it. Uh, Oh, surely what we need to do if the goblins cannot go to the poles is to bring the poles to the goblins. Hmm. Yeah. How do you propose doing that? We will find a way. (laughs) Yes. On this side of town. I think by. There should the be a polling corruption. station inside a town. Yeah. Putting the word corruption in big letters <laughs> might help us. Painting it on the side of the bridge. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I haven't done graffiti for years. <laughs> uh, you can hear Gretchen still chatting up one of the barmaids and she nods over at you and you hear her saying that she is a close personal friend of Gorlack the Betrayer and his team. Uh, she's like giving you a wink as if to say, back me up on this. Big biggest goofiest thumbs up that Dereth has ever given <laughs> Gretchen's brilliant <laughs> uh, she gives you a grin uh, as you say that would you like to uh, try heading to the bridge See, I'd like to breakfast first oh yeah okay I don't know what time it is, but... 
Okay, do, yeah. Do you want to do goblin food? Oh. Can I ask a question while we're eating? Yeah. I think Excellent. you're given a given a bowl of slop. Uh, oh, yum. <laughs> well, well, I do like slop. <laughs> is it is it a vegetarian slop? Oh, I'll get the vegetarian slop out. You, you are offered some vegetarian slop. Amazing! I couldn't be happier. I could have had your meaty bits. Oh, you could have. Mm, next Pe- time. <laughs> Pelicost, what was your question? I was going to say, who is this Bashcroft? The mullet. Oh, him. Anyone? Uh, the landlady says, "Oh yes, he's been around a number of times. He's a member of the Unicorn Party, I think. Uh, unofficially, you know, we've never been able to prove anything. But last well, time, though, he struck was... me as one of those pointy horse types. Yes, he uh, he does seem to appear whenever there's an election, and uh, suddenly has a uh, a run in with our local candidate and." Uh, Oftentimes they uh, find themselves unable to uh, reach the debates. I mean, the uh, the candidate for the S- for the um, for the sorcerers and uh, druids party, the SDP, uh, he's not been able to turn up at all. Uh, we reckon he got done in on the way. Um, Dereth is now just like bashing a fork on the table, going mouthing corruption, corruption, <laughs> corruption, I... and apparently bloody murder. I just didn't like the cut of his. Yeah. Or but... his hair. <laughs> no, but he's definitely a wrong one. He was the one who was trying to beat up Gorlack, so... Oh, it doesn't surprise me. Do you think that Gorlack is in danger? Oh, always. You know, being uh, the uh, first goblin to run for office, it's going to attract a bit of attention from people who have never liked goblins. Could we ask Gretchen if she could be his bodyguard? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh... She looks like she could touch the horn of a unicorn. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, you you uh, walk over to Gretchen, and uh, how do you try and convince her of this? Oh, I'll leave that to Pelicos because he's the convincing one. <laughs> ah, mm, right. Pelicos okay. the convincing. Um, yes, that is one of my names. Um, Gretchen, <laughs> would I... you like some kind of like steady Money. employment while you're in town? Um, seeing as you're getting on so well with that barmaid, and she's oh, enjoying I... your um, association with Gork. Would you like to be associated with him a little bit more? Uh, sorry, lad, I don't swing that way. Oh, but the, the, I, I mean, <laughs> if you were his bodyguard, she would jump oh, over the counter. Like in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, mm, let me think about it. Uh, make a persuasion check for me. I have a plus six on this. Pelicost the persuasive. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think she says, uh, I'll sleep on it, lads. Uh, I'll get back to you in the, in the morning, if you know what I mean. And, uh, she, I, uh, takes I don't know, I don't know what you arm. mean. And, uh, so, uh, what would you like to do next? I'd like to go and stare at the bridge. Yeah, for a bridge. Okay. Shall we have a look and see if there are any good spots for painting corruption or that? <laughs> yes. Uh, you walk through the town and, uh, it's, like I say, it, this is very clearly the sort of poor end of town, uh, but there's a sort of rough cut, uh, set of stairs, uh, that go up towards the bridge, uh, this, with a sort of zigzag going up a kind of steep incline. As you, uh, get up to the top of this incline, uh, you see a tree with a young goblin woman underneath it smoking a very long pipe. Uh, she looks up at you and, uh, grins at you as you approach and, uh, she says, you here for the old crone zone? Well, I'm the old crone and this is my tree. It's nice, isn't it? I was hoping you'd say this is your zone. <laughs> <laughs> it is also my zone. My zone is wherever I am, to be fair. It's a lovely tree. 
It's a lovely tree. I didn't plant it, but I just liked it. So, is it an oak? Uh, it's an elm. Okay. Ah. Well, we, we were just going to the bridge, but if you have any words of wisdom. Oh, I've got lots of words of wisdom. I've also got some fortunes I can give you. Would you like them? Yes. Uh, yes. How I don't take money, but if you offer me something worthwhile, I can uh, give you a hint of things to come. Would you like a broken lute string? <laughs> oh, you know, the stuff I can use in my alchemy with a broken lute string. How often have you played it? I, I, this particular set of strings I've been playing for the last three years. I really should have changed Ooh. them six months ago. This is what I get. Uh, she looks and looks at the broken string and is kind of like holding it up and uh, admiring it. And she says, Ooh, oh, the sentimental value is through the roof. Uh, can you make a persuasion roll for me? Mm-hmm. That's an unnatural 20. Okay, cool. Yeah, she uh, pockets it and says, All right, here's your fortune. Mm-hmm. And uh, she closes her eyes and then puts her hands on either side of your head Ooh. and starts to shake slightly. Oh. And she takes her hands away. And when she opens her eyes again, you see that her pupils have gone blank. And she says, she leans in right up against your ear and says, A glass ghost is watching you. Uh, then she uh, returns to normal and looks at the uh, the two the other two of you and goes, "Right, anyone else?" I'm I'm good. Uh, I I no I I prefer to live in the moment. Thank you, Miss um, Ghost. How is it oh, watching? Um, would you like a pair of my trousers? <laughs> <laughs> what vintage are they? Uh, it's last season. Uh, well, I, well, as you can see, I'm not. Up the most fashion conscious, so it'll be it'll be the most fashion conscious I've been for a while. Can you make a persuasion check for me? Nineteen. Okay, yeah, she uh, scoops them up and puts them on immediately, uh, <laughs> and she kind of they look a bit big good. for her. Uh, but yeah, they kind of got that bell-bottom jeans kind of thing going, and uh, she's she's kind of rocking it. They certainly and, uh, look better than they did on me. Uh, she reaches out her hand and just puts her palm like just on the front of your face. Uh, and then just slides it down really slowly. Thanks, uh, And then, again, her eyes have gone all weird. And uh, she looks at you and says, When you see the dragon, ask him his name. Ooh. And then she pulls back and goes, There you go. Ominous, isn't it? Well. <laughs> potentially. Go on, Tilda, do it. I, I, can, I can offer you my pipe. Uh, she looks at the pipe and goes, well, it's a bit newer than mine. Hmm. Can you make a persuasion roll for me? Uh, no, uh, you have I to will do roll that. it for you. Uh, 14 plus whatever your persuasion plus is. One. Plus one, plus 15. One. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, she, uh, yeah, she snacks it up and, uh, puts it in her, and she transfers her, uh, weed from one pipe to the other and just starts, and then lights it again and starts smoking. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. Uh, then she uh, sidles right up to you, and I think she has to sort of kneel down uh, to be eye level with you. Uh, and uh, she puts uh, one hand on your shoulder, and uh, again her eyes go a bit weird. And she says, "Beware the promise of the laughing dog." That's it. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Crow. It's almost as if this is planting for things that will come later on in the story, <laughs> in a really awkward and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a non-natural way. I don't know. I love a bit of of forced foreshadowing. Forced shadowing. 
Well, it's a story. It's a story. Oh, shadowing, yeah. What do you mean, the story? The great story that we're all a part of. Right, now, I've got to go and make a swifty exit. <laughs> and she dances her way away. <laughs> got to get myself well, some new teeth. Well, Those uh, definitely look good. You continue your climb up towards uh, the bridge, uh, and uh, there you see... Yeah, there, there are... Okay, uh, the steep climb through the sign, town is mitigated somewhat by the zigzagging stairs. Uh, it's winding through some slightly older buildings in the town. Uh, you can see the masonry on these is a little better, and the road is maintained with a little bit more competency. Uh, there's still a lot of goblins who are living on this side of the bridge, and uh, but some of these houses are a little bit yeah, yeah, some of the houses are, like, empty as you're passing by them. But between some other houses in the little snickets and ginnels, you see some homeless goblins who are kind of sleeping on the floor. Uh, as you reach the uh, top of the stairs, you are greeted by the vast and shining bridge. Uh, it's made of solid marble. terrible for the homeless goblins, and I want to go back and give them some money. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you go back and uh, toss them some money. I don't know how much money you've got. Um, oh, I don't know how much money I've got. Uh, where, where would that say? Uh, you've got five copper pieces by the looks of it. Okay. Uh, how many homeless goblins are there? Quite a lot. <laughs> okay. I just give five them gold all my pieces. copper pieces. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh that one's broke. <laughs> Somebody else is gonna have to buy me a pint. That's a good <laughs> You come to the bridge. Uh, it's made of solid marble and spans the gorge in a single bound. Uh, there are heavily de- decorated pillars that are carved with sponsorship deals. Uh, you see a massive mural that is carved depicting a happy fang- family sharing a bowl of soup with uh, don't cross on an empty stomach plastered underneath it. Uh, there's also trendy young people holding small rectangles and smiling. And it says, mirror, mirror on the wall. I would like to make a call. Upgra- upgrade your magic mirror today to the new MM20 XT6. It's essentially an iPhone. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the thing that gets your attention more than any of this is the figure that is standing at the entrance to the bridge. They are about seven foot tall and almost as broad. Uh, thickly muscled and wearing masses of armour carrying a gigantic club in one hand and a small roll of tickets in the other. It's a troll. And he looks down at you and he says, 280 gold pieces to cross. Return is 495. Special offer today. That's a special offer? Yep. What's the normal prices? Uh, more than that. I... <laughs> <laughs> Can't afford that. I can't afford that. <laughs> I gave all my money to homeless goblins, <laughs> and if I hadn't given all my money to homeless goblins, I only had five copper pieces. So tell you what, her trail run. You let us across, and if we like it, we'll be. Listen, mate. I've got family to feed. Nine kids. Little moth cat Digley, wherever he's got to. So, uh, a moth cat. Yeah, it's a cat that is also a moth. Oh, I thought I think I saw one of those when I was a kid and I fell in love and I've never loved anything else in my heart as much as I've loved a moth cat. Oh, they're lovely, aren't they? I used to practice me uh me, me bandage work on him whenever he used to break his little foot uh, whenever I'd step on his foot. Uh, see I wanted to be a doctor, you see. How how do you go from being a troll guard to a doctor? What's what's your what's your five year plan? Well, I would, you know, I would go and get an education, but, you know, it's just not on the cards. Why not? Uh, they don't let trolls in school. They let goblins in school. I know, but they say I'm too big. Oh, no. 
terrible. That's tell you what. Sizeism. Would, yeah, would, would exactly. you like a tissue? Yes, please. Okay. If, vote, I, I if you tissue. vote for Gorlack, he'll build a bigger. He'll build a bigger school. He, he kind of looked down at you at that and goes, Gorlack. He thinks he's so great building that school. Doesn't do me no good, does it? He builds a bigger one in. for everyone. Uh, make so a persuasion check. <sighs> Natural one. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I think he just ignores you. Uh, if there's one thing worse. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? Ooh, thinking. <laughs> Could you ask Gorlack if he'd build a school for you? Or even an extension to the current school for you to be in? Uh, make a persuasion check, both of you. This is... Do, do, do. Roll for me, Joel. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Eight. <gasps> a natural 20. Yay! <laughs> uh he says to you, uh, I think, yeah, he's somewhat persuaded by that. He kind of nods, dabbing some of his tears away. He goes, all right, you get your man Gorlack to promise that the trolls will be allowed in his school. Maybe I keep the bridge open on election day. Let all your little goblin friends go over to the polling station, eh? It's a deal. Well, I, I, I'm not keen on the maybe in this sentence. The maybe was delivered with a wink. In which case, I'm much more keen. I'm quite happy. I'm now scouting out places where I could um, spray cake corruption on the bridge in the dead of night.